It's Wednesday and you know what that means. It's time for another Make It A Win podcast. I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and I'm very happy to announce that the Make It A Win podcast is proudly sponsored by a small Irish business over here in Melbourne called Attack Sports Australia. I've been lucky enough to get to know one of the founders over the past year in John Barrett. John and myself became quite good friends and he reached out to me earlier on in the year to offer me his product to help with my recovery. And I cannot rave about his compression wear enough. If you're tired of aching pains after your workouts and you'd like to shorten your recovery so you can be at your very best for every session, then Attack Sports Compression Wear is the solution. To order your gear today, the website is attackoz.com. That's A-T-A-K-O-Z.com. Enjoy and enjoy the recovery, guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Make It A Win podcast. I'm absolutely delighted with my guest today. He has been on the uh, Guy Ferrari's Guy's Chance of a Lifetime TV show on the Food Network. This man's name is Phil Tomasa. I'm pronouncing that right, I hope. Um, it's pretty close, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, absolutely brilliant to have Phil on. He was recently on the show, as I said, with Guy Ferrari, who has uh, has his own show with Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives, and I'm sure has learned a wealth of knowledge from that there. So thanks very much for coming on, Phil. How are you today? Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about this. Brilliant, man. So how did it all come about? Because you're the owner of the Something Delicious Bake Shop, and you're mm-hmm. also a dispatcher for uh, the 911. You're a 911 police dispatcher, and that's what you're working as even currently. How, how did this all come about getting on the television show? Yeah, so uh, it starts all back with my wife, actually. So she was running a bakery out of our house for about 10 years. And every year, you know, she started picking up more business and more business. And it got to the point where we were like, you know, you could do this full time. You could do this professionally. Let's start looking for some bakeries. So, uh, you know, we were, we were checking out other bakeries for sale and uh, something delicious bake shop, uh, which is located in Greece, New York, out of uh, Rochester, New York, um, popped up for sale. So we we're like, OK, great. Cool. We uh, didn't know too much about it. And turns out the old owner had been on a couple of Food Network shows, uh, baking shows. So we started getting all these casting calls and I kept telling my wife, Stephanie, I'm like, Hey, like, why don't you apply? You'd do great on this. Go be on this food network show. She's like, no, I don't, I don't think so. And I'm not allowed to bake. I don't bake at all. Uh, so one pops up for a guy Fietti show and it's not about baking. It's about food entrepreneurs. And I'd owned a pizzeria previously. So I was like, ah, let's give it a shot. And, uh, yeah, pretty much it just went snowballed from there. I mean, it ended up on the show. I got very lucky out of 50,000 people and, you know, it, uh, it's been full steam ahead ever since. So not only did you get in the show as well, you end up uh, coming in second place. And also I feel like you became the fan favorite amongst everyone, you know, from <laughs> ripping the shirt off and whatnot. And by the way, with the ripping the shirt off, I don't know if anyone's told you this yet. But if you ever do end up opening up a chicken shop, which we call like chicken strips or the chicken stripper. Yes. Or something like that there. Yes. I think, I think that could be uh, yes. an avenue you could die. Uh, yeah. 
No, very adult clientele, chicken strippers. I like it. It, yeah. it would be good. It's like, like hooters, <laughs> but with chicken. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you were on there with some very, very talented chefs, very talented cooks. Uh, was it? I believe two of the contestants had been on MasterChef previously. You were on there yeah. with some very mm-hmm. skilled people. Did you ever at times feel out of your depth or anything? Uh, like day one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I come from a very modest uh, culinary background. I did some courses in high school, not even college. Or, uh, that's it. Like, that was it. So getting there, I start meeting some of the other contestants, you know, before we're doing any shooting. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, is this your like, first show? And they're like, no, I came in third place on MasterChef. I'm like, oh, well, all right, Master Chef, cool. That's good, good for you. And they're like, "What shows have you been on?" I was like, "I was on my local news at like seven o'clock one night." And that was about it. So there, it was, it was like a huge, like just stepping off a cliff, pretty much. <laughs> how did you, how did you deal with coming over that there uh, thought of I'm out of my depth? To you know what? No, I have. I've been selected out of fifty thousand people here. I have just as much chance of winning this as they have. So it took, and so the show takes place over what they say is about two weeks time period, right? We filmed for about five weeks total over the course of a couple months. And that first entire week of filming for me was, it was hell. I mean, I kept, they kept saying to me, you know, like, Phil, hey, you got to smile or, hey, Phil, like, relax. It's going to be all right. Or, Hey, Phil, you're sweating through your shirt. Can you go change? I'm like, like, all right, all right, all right. I got this. I got this. So it it took a little while after I got comfortable with everybody. Um, my confidence level went way up. So uh, that, that was huge for me. Brilliant. That's fantastic, man. And was it difficult that five week period? Are you away from home at that period or is it filmed near your, near your house? So, uh, I I know you're, you're located in Australia, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm up in New York. Uh, we filmed down in Florida, which is pretty much the southern, the most southern you could go for uh, the United States. Then we filmed in Nashville. I mean, we, we filmed very far away from New York the whole time. So it was, it was good week chunks where I was away from home. And that would have been quite difficult because obviously you have, you're, you're a foster parent and then recently there in december you became um, a, a father again there which congratulations by the way was that quite difficult leaving the family base yeah so we actually were filming uh I, so i found out the the day i was going to be picked for the show i found out my wife was pregnant and i mean yeah i mean the the same day and i'm like oh this is bad. Uh, my wife and I had actually struggled for uh, just about three years to have a child. So this was a huge moment for us to, you know, finally be able to have a child. And then I find out about this show and I'm like, oh my God. And uh, I was lucky enough that she let me still go do the show too. So, I mean, it, 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 all, it all worked out, but yeah, it was uh, it was a lot to juggle at once. Plus the regular job, I had trouble with that. And uh it, it was an interesting time. And <laughs> um, with this show, I'm sure you've met so many different chefs, so many, you know, well-known chefs that have been on the Food Network before. Guy Ferrari to name, name one. But outside of Guy, was there one chef in particular where you're like, you, you learned so much from and you were able to take so much advice from uh, that has made you a better chef? 
Definitely. Um, so we, they, a lot of stuff got cut from the show just for time. You know, it was, it was a, we we filmed a lot of stuff. We had a lot of good one-on-one with the three main judge chefs, uh, Manit Chohan, Antonio LaFasa and Christian Petroni. And out of the three of them, Christian Petroni and I really hit it off. We had a good time. You know, we'd talk, you know, offset, whatever we'd have, a, whenever we were filming together, they had to keep stopping the, the camera crew from laughing. Cause we were just like, we were just making jokes the whole time. I mean, it was, it was a big guy actually got kicked out of one of the shoots for me and Christian. Cause he was laughing. They're like, Hey, uh, you really need to stop laughing. Get out of here. They, they sent him out of his own show. It was, it was hysterical. Um, but, he, uh, Christian was a huge reason why I came out of my shell no pun intended, and um, really helped me to just go be myself out there. So I, I think I learned the most from him. Fantastic, man. That's brilliant. Uh, what opportunities do you feel like this has opened up for you now in the future? Like having having that TV exposure, I'm sure you'll see a massive benefit towards the, the Something Delicious Bake Shop and then other other ways throughout your life and through, throughout everything. What opportunities do you feel this has opened and what opportunities do you want this to have opened? So locally, um, I've been on, you know, I've been starting to do a lot of radio, a lot of, uh, interviews locally. So it's really helped, uh, kind of get my name out there locally, which before, I mean, you know, I, I knew a good amount of people around, but, uh, we're, we live in a County of about a million people. And, uh, every week now it's like, I don't even know. Sometimes there's just articles coming out. Hey, local celebrity chef phil tomaso is doing this blah 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 blah. people are like oh you're in the newspaper i'm like oh i had no idea like like it's gotten to that point where it's just kind of like it's it's been fun you know and the bakery's seen a huge uptick in business um we're fortunate enough that we have a really great team there so my wife has been able to stay home still and uh, take care of the kids while i'm working and working at the bakery as well so we've been taking tons of cake orders and people just come in, you know, they want pictures or whatever. It's such a great time. Like I I really have enjoyed everything and hopefully it leads to, you know, more stuff on the national stage as well. So. Brilliant. Right. And uh, you said earlier on, you had a pizzeria. I read online that, you know, you've always had something to work towards. You've always had a goal, you know, uh, am I right in saying you had a lemonade stand as a child? Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. So, uh, what, what, do, do you see yourself going back into business with maybe like another pizza shop or a chicken shop or what is next for you? So that that's a loaded question. Um, what is next for me? It's I always have something, some crazy idea, some big interest in something. And uh, the pizza shop. It was great. I love doing that. I love eating pizza. So, I mean, it was like no brainer. I was like, all right, breakfast, lunch, dinner. We got this. I'm, I'm full. Um, the bakery has been amazing. Um, the opportunity came though, after the season finale of guys chance for lifetime, I got a couple calls from some local investors who were interested in possibly opening up a chicken guy. So that's where we are right now. Um, we're trying to open it up in Rochester. So we'll see where that uh, takes us. Then also uh, I've got some other ideas for a donut shop, some other just fun stuff like that. So I'm, I'm always open to new ideas. 
Brilliant. And as for TV, can, will we can we expect to be seeing you again on TV anytime soon? So, uh, are, are you familiar with the show Naked and Afraid? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so I've been trying to pitch the directors and the uh, producers for Guy's Chance of a Lifetime uh, on the idea of Naked and Afraid. It's pretty much Guy's Chance of a Lifetime, but naked. Um, so far, no interest, but they. Uh, well, I'm going to keep pushing it. I think we'll get there. So. Definitely, definitely. And what is what is the hope, and what is the in your in your head? What's the idea with this show? Like, what what are you wanting to do to try and differentiate it from anything else? Um, mostly, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, I like it. Uh, I, think, I think we need to go. With yeah, it. chicken strippers. It, it could be fun. There's, yeah, there's no naked cooking shows. I feel like that's a market uh, that's being missed right now. Um, but no, yeah, for real. Um, so I was actually offered a chance to go be on Guy's Grocery Games, which is another Guy Fiatti TV show, and uh, it just didn't work well with my schedule. So I ended up missing out on that. Um, cooking, I'm, I'm fine with doing cooking. I have other interests. Um, love to be on one of those ghost adventure shows or something like that. I feel like that would be crazy. But I'm just open to whatever. If someone's like, hey, Phil, we want you to do this, I'd be like, all right, yeah, let's give it a shot, you know? Brilliant, man. What and um- with the show, and obviously having came from that and not being on TV before, and being around people who, the production staff and guys like Guy Ferrari, and as you say, the Master Chef people and the judges, people who are used to this environment, used to be on a TV show. What, what what's like a few things you've you learned from that experience that you'll be able to take with you into life? Yeah, uh, the production team runs the show. I mean, they are. They're on top of everything and they're just, people got to remember like everybody involved is just a person. There's no, like Guy Fiatti right before we started filming signed an $80 million contract. And I mean, he owns over a hundred restaurants. He's, you know, he's been on TV for almost two decades now. He's just a normal person though. I mean, you could go up, talk to him. You can, you know, whatever. Like it's, it's not, People got to remember that. And there was times where it's tough. You're like, oh my God, like I've watched this guy since I was a kid. But then you got to remember, like he asked me to be here. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's just kind of one of those things where you just got to remember everybody's just a person. You treat them just the way you treat anybody else. Brilliant. Yeah. I think that's, as you say, that's a life lesson for all of us, you know, no matter how successful or how famous you end up getting, Stay as humble as yeah. possible because you were once in that position that you are in now. You were once in that position exactly. that others are in now. And hopefully they'll be able to get into that. So that's brilliant, man. Uh, I want to talk a wee bit more about this police dispatcher um, job that you're doing. You're still currently yep. doing that, yes? Are you? Have you struggled going back into that after, you know, taking five weeks off and then going back into this uh, into this world? Yeah, so the tough thing is the for the police dispatching, we're very short-staffed. So an eight-hour shift easily turns into a 16-hour shift daily for a lot of us. And um, so we're, we're working hard there. We're always working. Uh, it's one of those kind of thankless jobs where, you know, you're, you're talking to somebody at their lowest point. Or they're struggling, they're calling you because they need help, whether it's, you know, they need the fire department, an ambulance, the police officers to come assist them. And uh, 
That's it. I mean, they're going to scream at you because they're frustrated. They're worried. And you have to just, you know, got to be nice, help, help them as best you can. And uh, so, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tough job. It's a stressful job. You know, we're the first, first responders. I mean, we're given CPR instructions. We're talking people off of a ledge, literally. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting job, but, uh, you know, eventually I, I feel like I've put in my time there enough where it's okay to walk away eventually and uh, focus on stuff that, you know, my dreams and stuff like that for my family. So. Yeah, that's brilliant, man. Family always comes first, of course. Speaking on the family, as you said, you recently had a child there in December. How's, how's all that going for you? It's going great. Uh, she's fantastic. Her name's Arabella. Um, and she was born right before Christmas, and it's going great. And her and my foster son, they like he loves her. Like he, every morning he'll come, you know, burp her, and he gives her kisses all day long. And I mean, they they just get along great. Fantastic. Yeah, my uh, my sister recently had a child there in July, and she already had uh, a daughter. So the daughter is five years old and now the, the son's about six months old, but each morning Jasmine will go into Owen, little kisses and hugs yeah. and like they're, they're best friends and it's, she's like a <laughs> protector now. So it's, it's really beautiful to see that. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's cool. And, you know, I hope that eventually we get to adopt our foster son and we, they can grow up together and, you know, just the love that they already share is, it's amazing to see. So. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, back to the food now just a little bit I have a bit of a, a random enough question here if you were to have a dinner party and you can Ooh. invite four different guests to it who are you inviting and why oh and anybody 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 all right I'm gonna be honest I'd feel rude not inviting you to begin with <laughs> so so you're more than welcome to come all right I, I was so you that, i was hoping that would be yeah. the answer I, I do love a good bit of food so i'm, I'm very happy with this <laughs> um let's hear yeah you uh would my wife already be there or is that yeah, does she include there. She counts, she's there. yeah um if i'm gonna have a dinner party I'd, uh jeez that's tough <laughs> um Wow. No, I was not ready for that. I'm going to be honest with you. I was not ready for that question. Hmm. I have no idea. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I have no idea. I know my family. I'd probably just be like, hey, you know, my brother and his girlfriend or my sister and his uh, and her, her boyfriend. I'd, I'd probably just be like, yeah, that, that would be the best for me. I, I just like keeping it simple, you know? Brilliant. So it's your family <laughs> and myself just having dinner together. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, come on over. <laughs> well, with the restrictions in COVID at the moment, I might struggle to get a flight, but I'll let you know the first thing I can get a flight, and I'll be over <laughs> to New York, Rochester to get, get a bit of dinner. You got it. Yeah, we'll see you probably next year or something. <laughs> that, that's fantastic, me, man. Fantastic. Uh, speaking of COVID, there has the business at all been inf- affected with COVID, or have you been able to stay open, or how have you worked around that there? Yeah, so we had purchased the bakery. Uh, the same month that everything shut down. So immediately we lost uh, weddings, birthday parties, retirement parties, anything you would need a cake for was not happening. Um, But because we were selling food, we were able to stay open. So we needed to think kind of outside the box and started just doing crazy, like things that would just kind of go viral. So we would post 
different cupcakes every week, but not like regular ones. We'd come up with some crazy flavor, nostalgic flavors, um, stuff like that to really draw in people. Because prior, the business was 80% weddings, parties, and cakes, right? And 20% storefront. So the storefront was, it, it, it was what it was. You know, if people would come in, they'd buy stuff, but it was not the major portion of the business. So we pretty much had to flip that we were selling six inch cakes for, you know, like that would be like your family size. You Hey, uh, there's five of us in the family. We're going to get a six inch cake. That's about the size you would get. Um, and then had to switch it to selling all these different cupcakes and whoopie pies, which are kind of like a pancake texture. We'd come up with crazy flavors for those and crazy flavors of brownies and cookies and stuff. And we ended up successfully. We did crazy numbers that, that year. And people, I think, you know, when you're stuck at home, you're depressed, you're not feeling up to your best desserts help, <laughs> you know? So people were happy to see us and it, that was great. So I, we ended up getting through it uh, as best we could. So Brilliant, brilliant. And now you're at the other side of it and it, things only make up. You've made the name for yourself as well. So brilliant. Right. Brilliant. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> I asked this question for each, each of my guests I like to have on. And especially with yourself, having met all these different people through, throughout the past, you know, year and whatnot. What's yep. some of the best advice you've received in your life? You know, it, it can be from a fellow chef or it can be just from even life in general, from back when you were in school uh, or training, you know, that there sort of thing. What, what's been some of the best advice that you think will help others? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be kind of like a two part. Uh, be yourself but also believe in yourself. So if you're going to go out there and you're going to pretend to be somebody, it's going to lead to being just unhappy and you're always going to feel like you have to live up to something. So if you're out there and you're just doing yourself and being yourself, um, believe that what you're doing is true, you know, go out there and Hey, if I'm going to be me, I'm me and I'm okay with that. I'm happy with who I am. I'm happy with who I've become. I'm happy with what I'll do being me. So I definitely say that is the best advice I've heard. And I give that to everybody as well too. like be yourself and be true to yourself. Have you ever struggled with that there yourself and be, being who you are and being true to yourself? Yeah, of course. Um, and I think a lot of people struggle with that too. You know, you try and, fit in or you try and be what you think other people want you to be. Uh, and anybody who wants you to be somebody who you're not is, you, know, you shouldn't waste your time with people like that. Um, be yourself and you're going to attract people who, who like you for you. And I think that's the biggest thing. You don't have to put up this facade or anything like that. You could just be yourself. So uh, a very good friend of mine once told me a quote, those that care, don't matter and those that matter don't care so mm. be yourself mm. and you'll attract those friends and family that you know you want around in your life and that will will help benefit you and make you a better person so i fully agree with that very much so be yourself and be true to yourself and um, also finally what has been the biggest win of the week you've had a great year a very very winful year but just this week what's been the biggest win yeah uh so i think the biggest win this week for me the old owner of the bakery actually just is a, she's planning on a career change and we're going to go look at a food truck and start 
a food truck version of something delicious bake shop. So it's going to be the delicious bake truck. So that's, that's kind of our big win. Fantastic. That's amazing. Sounds like a great idea. Also in Rochester. Yes. Or will you be going around? We'll probably be going around, uh, but upstate New York area. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're very excited to uh, get started on that. That's superb. And just so people can find you as well, what are your socials and all so people can keep on uh, top of you? And how do people also watch the, the show? Yeah, definitely. So the show is available on Food Network On Demand uh, and Discovery Plus. Uh, for my socials, I'm Phil, P-H-I-L, Tommaso, T-O-M-A-S-S-O, four, just the number, uh, on everything. So TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Right. Have you found TikTok quite helpful, by the way, for um, marketing, marketing with the bakery or even yourself to try and get that name out there so tiktok for the bakery was great tiktok for myself um i like to go make like little comedy sketches and i think they're hysterical my wife usually just rolls her eyes at me um and that's pretty much the general consensus from america as well with people watching it the, they don't get a lot of views but i think they're funny so <laughs> uh, with by the way sorry final question with yourself and your wife both being cooks and um, i know my dad he's uh he owns a cafe back home in ireland and oh, nice. he's cooking all day long whatnot you know fish pizzas burgers but i probably i don't think i've ever seen that man lift a finger or cook anything in the house not once because obviously he's doing it all day Who's the cook in the household? Because if you're both cooking all day long, who comes home and makes the dinner? So I'm, I'm definitely the cook. Um, and I, I, I don't mind it. I love cooking. Uh, yeah, it's, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I, may, I may get my dad in a bit of trouble there without their comment if he's listening. To me, so apologies, dad. You're doing a great job. But uh, you can do the cooking a little bit more. <laughs> so brilliant, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on incredible what you've done and fair play to you so congratulations and thank you very much well thank you so much for having me this was great and uh yeah can't wait to have our dinner <laughs> of course of course i'll be over make it a win for anyone out there struggling at the moment please reach out whether it be to a friend family member co-worker or a professional helpline it's incredible what a friendly voice and some understanding can do for you in a positive way. As always, stay golden, stay beautiful, and make it a win.